0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HBR Minute HCI podcast episode, I explore the recent HBR video, does virtual presence still matter at work? Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this HBR Minute HCI podcast episode. Today I'll be exploring the recent HBR video Does Virtual Presence Still Matter at Work? After a year of remote working and spending most of our waking hours glued to video calls, what have we learned? Many of us have been working and living from home for over a year, and our days are spent being camera ready for video calls and virtual events. We've been doing this so long that Zoom fatigue is all too familiar. At this point, does virtual presence still matter? In this HBR episode, Christine speaks with returning guest expert Rachel Kassar, a, a former Boston ballet dancer turned professional presence coach, about real steps to improve virtual communication and professional success. Thanks for joining me, and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first episode.
1: My life right now is just video meetings. You know, you have this pressure to be camera ready. Like you're on the screen for meetings all day at work. And then even after work, you gotta look presentable for your friend call or, you know, be alert for your family call. Actually, there's intense pressure to be camera ready. Back when this all felt new, I actually pointed the camera at myself and recorded a time capsule. Some predictions I had were not correct. So the latest we have officially is that the office will be closed for four weeks, but my best estimate is that it probably will be closer to two months. Not long after I filmed that time capsule, we started production on the very first episode of Christine vs. Work. That was that was when we were shooting this on my phone, and the Wi-Fi is like I don't know. Everything looks really. I look weird. My hair is so short. And in that episode, I talked to Rachel Kosser. She's a former Boston ballet dancer turned professional presence coach. And I'm like, well, what are the tips? How am I supposed to carry myself on these
2: video calls? You don't have to be stoic, non-moving robots. It just is not interesting.
1: <laughs> Here we are, a year later, and I'm wondering. Does virtual presence still matter? Probably yes, but you know, as we've been in video calls and meetings and been fatigued all this time, it's like, I think my standards have been slipping a little bit. We are all video stars in our meetings now. Question is, how do we make the most of our on-screen time?
0: I'm sure we can all relate to this. Way back last March 2020, right, as lockdown procedures were being put in place and people were wearing masks and everyone started working from home and kids were doing school from home, we all had uh, different views on how long the whole pandemic would play out. Uh, But I don't think many people, uh, maybe anyone, really thought that a year later uh, we would still be mostly in the same situation. Now, obviously, now uh, things are better. People are getting vaccinated. The case numbers are going down, and it looks like we actually do have a light at the end of the tunnel at this point. But I think back then, back in March 2020, people were hoping you know, that by summer, things would clear up and, and that we would be in good shape. And that just didn't happen. And so as she mentions, you know, I, I think most people's predictions uh, about how the pandemic was going to play out uh, didn't really come true. Uh, it, it ended up being a much longer haul than most of us thought. And because of that, organizations really did have to pivot and move to online virtual work, not just for a really short period of time, but for a long extended period of time for, for a year. And so many organizations have decided that they're going to continue and allow people to work remotely or at least uh, adopt some sort of a hybrid approach to the workforce so that people can work and, and uh, get the benefits from the flexibility of virtual work while also still coming into the office sometimes. With all of this though, of course, uh, a big part of virtual work is virtual meetings. And we've been in Zoom meetings, team meetings, Google meetings, Uh there's a bunch of different platforms and I don't know about you, but I've used probably a dozen different video platforms over the past year and meeting with different people. And Zoom fatigue is real. It you know, when you're trying to be camera ready and you're trying to be interactive and you're trying to come off well and be engaged in meetings when you're on video and sometimes for hours and hours on end, uh it, it can be really hard. I've had days where I'm literally in meetings, in Zoom video meetings for eight hours, and it is rough. I, I really hate it, actually. Um, I, I would hate to be in any meetings for eight hours straight, but being in in-person meetings is different than being in Zoom meetings uh, for a variety of reasons. So as she revisits the tips for virtual presence in those meetings, uh, I think it's, it's important because virtual meetings are here to stay. I don't think they're going away anytime soon. I think we are going to continue to leverage them. Even when people are in person, there will still be people joining via virtual uh, meeting options. And they're just so darn convenient that I think uh, we'll continue to do a lot of virtual meetings. So how do we do them effectively? And she's going to go back and explore her initial conversation back in uh, the early stages of the pandemic with a virtual presence expert. And I think it's worth us all considering how those tips apply to us today and what we might be able to do to up our game in terms of our visual presence and engagement in virtual meetings.
1: I decided to check back in with Rachel. Let's see what she has to say one year later.
2: You know, the, the wildest thing is that we were all collectively thrown into this virtual world, like simultaneously. As we found, right, there's this skills gap and, and that's both the technology awareness of the platforms we're using and then also what we can do with our with our physicality. Why does virtual presence still really matter like a year into this? When everything aligns to send an impression of of confidence and professionalism, it also sets you up to be more energized, more focused, more articulate. Conversely, if they're off, they really do detract from your audience's impression of you from the get-go.
1: Fine, I get it. We shouldn't slouch and slurp. We should care about
2: virtual presence. Got it. What has changed since last March and what hasn't? The thing that's most amazing to me in the segment that we did, I think it was like a week into the stay at home order here in the US, a lot of what we said was very much on point.
1: We were actually right a year ago. So here's a quick recap. You want to show your physicality. So that means being about three feet away from the camera so people can see most of you and your gestures. You want to come across as human. Not a robot. If you want to be fully engaged in a meeting, be on camera, but turn your selfie view off. I love this tip. This way you're not kind of distracted the whole time, sort of glancing at yourself, and instead you're fully focused on everyone else's meeting. And lastly, if you have a few moments before your call, do some physical anchoring exercises to refresh your body and mind.
2: And then reach up to the sky with our hands, open them to the side how wide and how much space can you take up? And now we're going to do tiny little circles with our palms. Now that we have the physicality
1: down, time for the technology. Okay, these might seem super obvious, but let's go through them. Consider this a virtual presence checkup for you and also for me. Lay it on me, Rachel.
0: So as we go back and think about the tips that they were uh, discussing a week into the stay-at-home order um, back uh last, uh, March in 2020, uh, those, those tips all resonate and they're just as applicable today as they were then. And in fact, they may be even more applicable now because we find ourselves in so many stinking zoom meetings and team meetings. Uh, these virtual meetings are so pervasive now that if we want to be effective, uh, and get through the noise of all these meetings in the Zoom fatigue, I think it's even more important that we really come off well and that we uh, portray ourselves in a really professional manner. So certainly virtual presence still matters. It's worth us all reflecting on. And in the upcoming clips, they're going to share more about what we should be doing and how we should be checking ourselves in terms of our virtual presence, whether we're working from home or doing virtual meetings even from the office. organizations, and work. The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life.
1: So, Rachel, be honest. What do you think of my setup on this call?
2: So I think your setup is... Decent. I think there are a couple <laughs> of things. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> a couple of things. Right now we're getting a little bit more space, negative space than we need between the top of your head and the outer limit of that screen. You see less of me and you see less right. of my gestures. Okay, so yes. By adjusting that, right, so now I see more of Christine. And then the other thing is that you, because you have a window, we're getting like an orb-like presence. <laughs> in your frame which means that the sharpness of you is minimized so in that
1: clip i'm running out to go grab my ring light from across the room and then rachel has a huge one which i super love but you can also use natural light which is what i have here i'm not using a ring light right
2: now and you can see me just fine from a lighting perspective it's much improved it's easier for me to see your Humanity. Is it working?
1: I know that there are big fans of virtual backgrounds out there, but
2: Rachel recommends against them and going real. Right, if the goal is to connect human to human, like let's be real and let's not add these layers of complexity that really, you know, they just add more distraction.
1: With that advice, If you need to use a virtual background for whatever reason, make sure you're in front of a plain, flat, solid background.
0: So let's talk background. When we're in virtual meetings, it's really tempting to just set up anywhere and then put up one of those cheesy virtual backgrounds. And while they're not bad, and if you have like craziness going on in your house and you have no choice but to just set up at the kitchen table and put in headphones, and you have kids running around and stuff, then yeah, it's probably preferable to have a virtual ground up. But uh, if at all possible, find yourself in, an, in a place where you can have some solitude, where you can focus, and where you can have a nice physical background set up that frames you well, that allows uh, those who are in the meeting with you to see a good portion of your body, not just your head, but that they can actually see your, your body... Uh, language and your hand gestures and your facial expressions to set that all up with an actual physical background is definitely preferable virtual backgrounds uh can be a little bit distracting and there's kind of this halo effect as it goes around your body as as the technology is trying to match the virtual background with your uh with your your face that that you do see that and it becomes a little bit distracting so so focusing on that good background with good lighting uh, so you have uh, the light shining on your face and, and uh, that will really help you to come across better. Now, of course, we also don't want to be looking at our own picture on the screen and we want to be looking into the camera as much as possible to give the impression of eye contact. Um, and that, that can be difficult, but we can train ourselves to do it, especially if we turn off our selfie view of the camera. And so we don't have to be distracted by the way we look. We can just focus on the people. Uh, on the screen, the people that we're interacting with.
1: Okay, let's talk about those times when you really need to be off camera during a meeting. I typically go into meetings with my camera on and I like to see everybody, but once in a while there's like, you know, life is happening and for whatever reason, I just don't really want my camera on, but I'm still engaged. What do I do if someone calls me out on it or they, you know, joke about it? It's like, I don't want to deal with this. How do you address that?
2: I would just pop into the chat like, hey everyone, you know, it's great to be here. I just wanted to let you know for this meeting, I'm going to keep my camera off. It immediately makes the implicit explicit, right? So name it and claim it. No one's going to be wondering, oh, well is, you know, is Christine in the car right now? Like, is she, did she go somewhere else? And she's, you know, with a different background and no one, it's a waste of everyone's time.
0: Sometimes we really do need to have our camera off. Now, I will say, whenever possible, have your camera on so that you can interact. And it is different. It is meaningful to be able to have the visual cues and the body language, the, the eye contact, even though it's virtual, uh, the, the hand gestures. Having all of those elements with your video on is much preferable. People will just engage with you more and you'll be more impactful in the comments that you make and the insights that you share. Uh, and the involvement and the collaboration that you're a part of in that meeting. But, of course, it's not always possible. And so if it's not possible, just sure that you explain, and it it can be very simple. Right at the very beginning, turn on your camera, say hi to everyone, say, hey, today in this meeting, I'm not going to have my camera on because I don't want it to be distracting and and let it go and that that can be all you need to say whether it's verbally to them or you can throw it over in the chat just helping people to understand that then they know that you're not actively trying to disengage from the meeting especially if the norm at your organization is that most people have their cameras on and you're like the only person with your camera off that obviously can cause problems but nobody's going to care if you just explain why that why you need to do that in the first place so just be straightforward be upfront. Uh, share that with them, and and then you can be fine. Again, whenever possible, keep your camera on so that you can engage. But if it's gonna be a problem, if it's gonna be distracting, for whatever reason, just let them know, and then move forward in a positive way.
1: Man, I really miss the office. And seeing that time capsule from a year ago, woof, that brought a lot of feelings back, you know? So I was one of the last people in the office. I cleaned up everything, made sure nothing was going to be infested with raccoons by the time we got back. Leaving the office was like packing up for a trip to the moon. Sometimes I do feel like I'm alone on the moon in my space, in my apartment, but hey, those guys on the moon, they had to figure it out.
0: Voice check, please. We'd like it to come left about uh, five degrees, over. Oh, geez, that's great. Is the lighting halfway decent? Yes, indeed. Beautiful, just beautiful. I miss the office too. I think we're all tired of this situation. And I have to admit, I like the flexibility of virtual work. I do like being at home more. Uh, but as I've said in other episodes, you know, I've always worked virtually quite a bit. Uh, you know, usually anywhere between half to even three quarter time, I've worked virtually for the better part of a decade or more. And so virtual work isn't new to me, and I definitely like the flexibility of it. But I do miss going into the office. In this past year, where I've gone into the office some, but for the most part, I've just been at home, and I miss those interactions with my colleagues. I I miss interactions with my students in person. And I'm really looking forward to having that chance to interact with them uh, face-to-face again, and hopefully soon. And I'll still continue to work virtually uh, quite a bit, you know, anywhere from a quarter, half to even three quarters at the time, depending on the week. But being able to be in person will be really nice. All of that said, virtual meetings aren't going away anytime soon. And virtual work isn't going away. People are going to either continue 100% virtual or in some kind of hybrid format, probably uh, indefinitely moving into the future because there's just so many benefits to it to productivity, to cost savings, uh, and to many other facets. And so that's going to be here to stay, I think, and we're going to continue with virtual meetings. So let's make sure that we take stock of how we're doing in our virtual meetings and our virtual presence. And let's, uh, recommit to making sure that our, our virtual presence is solid and that we're conveying the right kind of message, uh, so that we can have a good perception coming from the other end as people are interacting with us. If we want to be effective in our collaborations, if we want to continue to be innovative, if we want to have meaningful relationships with our colleagues, then we need to focus on our visual presence. And they laid out some pretty good tips here in this short uh, HBR video and in this podcast episode that hopefully you'll uh, carefully consider and take into account and maybe even set a few goals on how you can improve your virtual presence moving into the future. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. As always, I hope you can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week.